it's Friday, you're listening to TGIF, the horror movie podcast that brings you all the casual conversations about your favourite or not-so-favourite horror movies with your host, me, Kat. This week, I am joined by horror lover and soon-to-be contributor for Volume 2 of Hero Scream, uh, Jamie, welcome. Hi, so happy to be here. So happy to have you. Um, Tell us a little bit about your love of horror, because you and I have only just recently connected, and so I haven't really picked your brain about it, so... Here's your chat. Here's my chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've always been a fan of film, I guess. Started out with Disney and then I just, <laughs> I just grew older and, you know, my interests expanded. Um, I realized how quickly and how much I love horror and specifically, I guess, how it affected like my mental health and my anxiety and you know there's a lot of think things and studies on you know how people with anxiety like love the feeling that you have watching a horror movie where you feel like you're in control over the situation that you're in um and that you're not actually in any danger but being able to like feel those things in a safe environment is uh is really cool but but yeah um that's where it all kind of started yeah, what would you say your favorite subgenre of horror is? Body horror, for oh, sure. Yeah. Excellent <laughs> choice. What are some Just of your favorite way... movies? Um, The Fly. <laughs> I only saw that for the first time recently. Really? Yeah. It's pretty fun. That's I mean, I'm. Fun. I mean, as we're gonna see, I'm a very big Jeff Goldblum fan, <laughs> so. <laughs> I've seen everything he's in and that's I think the first body horror movie I've ever seen um and then more recently I love the movie Raw the French movie yeah amazing um yeah those are my favorites right now yeah I was just on another podcast called the beauty of horror and we talked about Raw because I was I just needed someone to talk to about it that wasn't my own podcast (laughs) And so Chandler, the host, they only watched it for the first time for the for the podcast, and I think they really enjoyed it. So it's such a fantastic film. And uh, Julia, I can never say her last name, DeCorno, DeCorno, that sounds right, doesn't it? Um, is an amazing filmmaker. Have you seen uh, Titan? Is it Titan? Titan? I think it's Titan. Titan? Possibly? But... It's probably with a really beautiful French accent, and I can't do it. Yeah, I recently saw that last month, actually. Um, what did you and think? I loved it. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Um, it's it's kind of similar to her first film in terms of, like, there's lots of family aspects in it as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, Raw was more of, like, a coming of age, um, and Titan feels like a, like a family film, <laughs> which is interesting. Never <laughs> would have expected that, but I love them both. Yeah, I really love how uh, Julia incorporated the uh, complexity of families in their, into her films. It's mm-hmm. really fascinating. And I think Roar and Titan are one, those ones that have, I just really appreciate for the story that, you know, Julia has pres- like, put out there. I, who knew that you could write horror films that, like, are so beautiful and exploring family dynamics? It's so cool. There's just not one feeling that you have watching her movies. Like yeah. it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I can't Different wait for feelings. More. There better yeah. be more. I'm gonna oh, I'll fly over to France and be like, that's it. More movies. Take all my money. Um, <laughs> You're obviously amazing at this, so keep do going. More, more, more. Let's go. Um, so <laughs> you've chosen to talk about Jurassic Park, which I'm really stoked about because um, I feel like a lot of people don't really see Jurassic Park as that horror movie. But it's definitely that really cool gateway film for a lot for a lot of people in our generation that love horror. I didn't really watch it that much as a kid, but as as I've as I've gotten older, you know, I've done rewatch of the whole franchise and and whatnot. And this one is probably my favorite out of all of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Out so why, did, why do you want to talk about yeah. Jurassic Park? <laughs> um, I remember it as being like one of my first obsessions, I guess. <laughs> Um, and even though, you know, I don't love the sequels, I don't love this, uh, new trilogy, but, you know, there's still always something about Jurassic Park, you know, that just, yeah. I'm just still, like, enjoy watching all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. My nieces the- really like it. And, <laughs> um, 
they because they they my niece um uh, the, both of my nieces are actually on the spectrum and so they go through their hyperfixations and the younger the eldest sorry went through a Jurassic Park fixation and my dad bought her this like giant T-Rex from Jurassic Park like it was massive and it absolutely scared the crap out of it she would have only been like three or four <laughs> <laughs> But my dad was like, I had to get the biggest dinosaur that I could find for her because she deserves the biggest dinosaur. (laughs) Um, And that's the other thing too. Like I, you know, I know not everyone might see it as like a, like a horror movie, but I feel like at least like we can admit that it has horror elements in it, which I think is really cool because it is also like a franchise that is like advertised to kids in a way um but yeah it's still it's still really scary (laughs) oh yeah and this movie terrifies me even now when I watch it and I was like oh I forgot that happens in the movie that's a little bit scary (laughs) yeah and I feel like just a lot of the filmmaking techniques and the sound editing and you know a lot of those just scream horror to me so yeah So a little bit about Jurassic Park. It is a 1993 American science fiction adventure drama, but we're going to throw horror and thriller in there. (laughs) (laughs) Directed by Steven Spielberg. This is actually my first Spielberg film I've talked about as well. In like nearly 100 episodes of uh, the podcast, which is really, really fascinating that nobody's picked any Spielberg. As long as they don't pick E.T., I don't care. E.T. is horrifying. Uh, <laughs> I still I mean, get Jaws can be chosen at some point. Jaws is also terrifying. It's the reason I can <laughs> swim in the deep end of the pool at my house. <laughs> so it's based on the novel of the same name, written by Michael Crichton. Uh, uh, That's too hard for my mouth to say. Um, the story involves scientists visiting a safari park of genetically engineered dinosaurs on an island over one weekend. They experience sabotage by a rival company, Biosyn, as they set out uh, set the carnivorous dinosaurs on the loose, and the technicians and visitors attempt to escape the island. That that was from IMDb, and whoever wrote that uh, didn't make a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had trouble reading that. Um, that's probably on me. So yeah, so we've got Steven Spielberg. The cast is absolutely amazing. We have Sam Neill. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Who else is in this? Um, I can't really remember. Laura Dern. Laura Dern. That's the one. Yep. Samuel L. Jackson. A fantastic and... cast. Yeah. yeah. Such a such. It kind of reminds me of like um, the Godzilla cast because the Godzilla cast, the nineteen ninety seven Godzilla, is a powerful cast as well. Yeah, they're definitely the driving force that are going to get me there to see the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm so excited to see them all again. Yeah. And these characters. And Sam Neill, I I really, really love Sam Neill. So um, he's a New Zealand actor. And right. he's in some really cool Australian and New Zealand stuff, but I really liked him in um, The Mouth of Madness. Oh, I haven't seen that. It's really um, good. The recent one I've seen, though, was uh, the Taika Waititi film, um, Into, Into the Wilderness, where he's in it. Have oh, you seen I haven't that seen that. That's the one about, um, there's like a kid on the front cover. Yeah. 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 It's kid and Sam Neill, very like dad character kind of, it's, it's really sweet. He's really popular here because he was on a lamb ad, like to eat more lamb because, um, (laughs) Australia and New Zealand are known for their sheep production. And so, well, New Zealand more so because, you know. It's New Zealand, and everyone's like, "Oh, sheep's sheep's." Oh my god, I need to stop that talking. Um, <laughs> but he was on a lamb ad, and it was like, or oh, maybe it was pork. Get pork on your fork. I don't know, but he was on like some meat ad, and that's how mm. I remember him from when I was a kid. Because I was like, "Oh, he's the guy that's on the meat ad." <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so, the film starts out. Um, in Isla, is it Isla, Isla Nubla? Nubla? How do you say that? Oh, it's it's Nubla. some fictional land. <laughs> they are filming in Hawaii here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's why I want to go to Hawaii, because apparently you can ride like ATVs around where they filmed Jurassic Park. And I was like, that would be so epic. I need to do that now. Yeah. That sounds amazing. 
so um, they're transporting a giant, what we, we do know is a giant uh, velociraptor. Mm-hmm. And they've put it in um, their enclosure that they put all of their velociraptors. They've labelled it the big one, which I think is... You know, yeah. <laughs> is so creatively put together and it's like the big one <laughs> the tall one <laughs> so um an ingen employee is attacked and killed which prompts the family's workers to want to file a lawsuit against the company which basically scares a lot of the investors um and they think that the park might be um safe just a little bit so, <laughs> the CEO of InGen, John Hammond. Who who plays John Hammond? Oh, I don't. Do you have know. IMDb in front of you? I might. Oh, why didn't I do this? I should I, probably keep it up. I feel like I should have done that. That's fine. <laughs> do do. Here we go. It is Richard Attenborough. Gotcha. Which I'm pretty sure is David Attenborough's brother. Oh. Okay. I think. Yeah, he's the older brother of Sir David Attenborough. I knew that because I was like, he's he's Richard <laughs> Attenborough. Maybe he's Dave, related to David Attenborough. But um, <laughs> so he's re- reassuring the investors that the park is safe. I'm going to bring in um, some experts to come in and and evaluate the park and get their stamp of approval. So he invites uh, paleontologist Dr. Alan Grant and paleobotanist Dr. Ellie Sattler. Uh, and they're, um, he's been funding their, their archaeology and discovery digs. So he also invites Dr. Uh, Ian Malcolm, a mathematician or a chaotician. <laughs> How would you say that? I don't, I don't know, but I love what they say about him, like, when they're talking about him. He's <laughs> yeah. like, they got Malcolm, but he's too trendy. Yes. <laughs> I like how he's like, this is who I bought, and you bought a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He's just so sexy in this movie, I'm sorry. Like, he oh, just <laughs> oozes sexiness in every line. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And they've also got uh, one of the investors' lawyers along with them, uh, Donald Gennaro. Gennaro. Why can't I talk today? (laughs) So while this is happening in Costa Rica, uh, Dennis Nedry, who is played by... I can't remember his name because he's in quite a lot of things. Um, What's his name in uh, Seinfeld? He's... um... Nedry's the character and the actor's Wayne Knight. Yeah. Is that who I'm thinking of? Is that the same person? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. But he was Newman on Seinfeld. And that's why I remember who he is. So he's meeting with Dr. Lewis uh, Dodgson, which is, you know, dodgy. It's a good name to have. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who is a rival scientist of InGen working for Biosyn. So Dennis is a computer programmer. And he works for John on Isla, Isla Nubla and has basically, he's kind of upset about how he's treated. So he agrees that he's going to steal dinosaur embryos for their rival and he's going to get $1.5 million out of it. In 1993, that's some good money. <laughs> that's, that's some hectic money. I'd be keen on that. I mean, there's a lot of talk um, with Nedry, like, talking about how he is having financial troubles and stuff. So yeah. we don't really get to see, but, like, yeah, maybe he's underpaid. We don't know. Yeah, maybe he, <laughs> maybe they're exploiting people on Isla Nublar. <laughs> oh, it's probably Nublar. I don't know. They, do they? I don't, I don't know how to say it. I'm trying we'll to, say, like, we can, hear it in we'll my say head. say it how we want. <laughs> So the group has assembled and they arrive to the island via helicopter. They jump in some jeeps and head out into the park where they come across a brachiosaurus and a whole herd of para- <laughs> parasaurolopolopus. I am a paleontologist, everybody. 
<laughs> Which is such a beautiful scene, um, especially because uh, Sam Neill's character um, is so in awe. And that scene always gives me goosebumps because it's like... Oh, for sure. Imagine you seeing something that you have just loved your entire life and then having it, you know, in front of you, thinking it could never happen. Yeah, it's a beautiful scene. And I know, like, with these scenes, you know, the main idea is to give, you know, the sense of wonder to the audience. And they definitely do. Like, the cast is amazing. Their facials are amazing in this scene. They're so excited. And it's just, as a kid, when I saw those dinosaurs, I was like, whoa. That is amazing. And I'll still always <laughs> like the way that they generated the dinosaurs in the original over all the others. I don't know why. It's just, I think it's just that nostalgic kind of connection to that. I mean, the CGI then, it, this was like incredibly groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> like, even though, you know, it looks the way it does now. <laughs> I don't care. It's still good to me. It's still amazing. <laughs> Uh, John takes them over to the visitor center and they uh, told how they were able to recreate these dinosaurs. So they've used DNA taken from mosquitoes who had eaten dinosaur blood and then had been preserved in amber. Um, So yeah, they've kind of like talked about how they were able to splice the DNA from frogs to fill in gaps of this genetic code. And look, I'm no scientist, but it sounds legit to me. Sounds like it could happen. I was like, okay, sure. Interesting. I know nothing about (laughs) DNA. Tell me more. (laughs) Uh, We also find out that they've only cloned female dinosaurs, which eliminates any threat of breeding within the the facility, Uh, which I thought was interesting um, because if they're, you'd think that they would be sterile if they've been genetically cloned. Like they wouldn't have necessarily, you know, the reproductive system that they would have if they weren't genetically cloned kind of like um like donkeys and stuff like that Mm -hmm. well as as ian says life finds a way exactly he was right he was was right um we also meet dr um uh henry Wu, who i love because he's also in like heaps of forensic tv shows really yeah Um, (laughs) Let me get out the IMDb because he's fantastic. He's a really, I love him. So he's BD Wong and he is in, um, he is in, I swear he's in Law and Order. Like he's one of, he's, yeah. So he's in Law and Order Special Victims Unit as FBI psychiatrist, Dr. George uh, uh, Lang. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that. But yeah. And I love him in Law and Order. So I love that he started out in Jurassic Park. It's so cool. He's so young in this as well. Right. (laughs) So they witnessed the birth of a tiny little velociraptor coming out of its shell. And it's just little baby animatronic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute though. I know. And they're just like, um, why are you breeding velociraptors? Why would you do that? Why are we doing that? Um, So at Alan's request, the crew are taken to the Velosa enclosure. So they meet uh, the carer for the the Velociraptors, Robert uh, Muldoon. And he tells the group that, excuse me, the Velociraptors are incredibly vicious and intelligent. And he explains that there are three, um, only three left in the enclosure because the big one has taken over as the alpha female and killed all but two of the others. So there were eight in there, but um, the leader of the herd came in and ate all the others. Terrifying. Sounds like a threat to me. (laughs) (laughs) But he also explains how they're really smart because, you know, they were testing for weaknesses in the enclosure and the velociraptors were able to respond to the pattern of testing. And I was like, that's very interesting. I like that. One of the characters said that they've developed developed a problem solving intelligence, mm. which this movie also just like with this amazing script, it feels like a slow burn, you know, yeah. with all the little things they drop in and say, and just like kind of like how slow burns are in horror. Like it also just kind of gives that feeling to me as well. 
Yeah, that it's very purposeful, the script and, and the little yeah. seeds that they plant in the lead up to the climax of the film. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So we see the scientists lower a cow in a harness into the enclosure uh, for them to observe the velociraptor like feeding behaviours. But all we see is like the top of the trees rustling and like this screeching and the cow mooing and <laughs> uh, they pull up the harness and it's basically just destroyed. And nobody bats an eyelid. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Interesting. <laughs> you are looking at dinosaurs. How can you just be like, oh, that's cool. Let's go get lunch. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they have lunch yeah. at this, <laughs> this conference, dark conference room. <laughs> Um, with screens everywhere. <laughs> it looks very, uh, like, military. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's, why are we in here? Like, nothing leaves this room. <laughs> yeah. Sworn to secrecy, everybody. Um, but that's yes. when everyone's just like, this is not a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're talking about, um, which is really fascinating, they're basically raising questions about the ethic morality in cloning mm-hmm. dinosaurs. Um and having species existing that haven't for millions of years and how how do we help them adapt and how can we look after such things that we've never had to look after like we've yeah. never interacted with so what do we do with that which is really fascinating the the whole ethical side because it's yeah. 1993 they're going to talk about ethics <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that um happening like and also like some politics as well and Someone was talking about how um, only rich people should be able to come to the park. Yeah. Like, they'll just get so much money. And then uh, Hammond's like, everyone deserves to see these animals. And so yeah. there's just a lot, a lot of conversation going on that I love. Yeah, I really like that they, they do doubt the park as scientists. And Hammond is kind of disappointed because he thought that these scientists would back his you know, discovery right. and this great idea that he, you know, this park has become. And um, Ellie even says, you know, scientists like us aren't even thinking about the repercussions that might happen because of all of this cloning. Like, wh- what is the ethics moving forward in this? Like, how do we navigate that minefield of, you know, scientific ethics? Yeah, Ellie goes off. She's like, who do you think you are yeah. where, like, you could think you could do this? Yeah, <laughs> Or absolutely. that you can be the one to do this. Like, who are you? Yeah, what, just because you've got money, you think this is a great yeah. idea? Um, Alan is pretty neutral. <laughs> He's kind of like a fence sitter on it. And um, he tells John that this, if this is to go forward, you have to be incredibly careful about what you're doing. Of course, the lawyer, oh, no, not the lawyer, um, Jeff Goldblum's all in. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let's do it. Why not? Although I thought he was also like fighting. Oh, no, it, it was the lawyer. Sorry. That was like, yeah. this is a bad idea. Oh, no, this was a good idea. Because he obviously, like you said, sees the, the money signs, the dollar mm-hmm. signs in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, uh, sorry, Hammond says, uh, I don't believe it. You're meant to come down here and defend me against these two characters, and the only one I have on my side is the blood-sucking lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is true. He's the only one that's like, this is a this is a great idea. He um, didn't get the scientist. He didn't get the rock star. It's not going no, the way he thought. I have a question. Why did they bring a math- mathematician? I guess that implies somewhere. In the science? <laughs> yeah, of course. But it's like... Well, he also... What was it that he is studying? It's... Uh, ah. Ian is also studying something specific. Oh, okay. Something related to, to the big picture of Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, he, he's, later on he's doing the test with uh, Ellie with the water yeah. on her hand and... He, Something about probability. He oh, okay. studies a specific yeah. like that makes sense thing that is also able to apply to okay all of it. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so after lunch, John's grandchildren Lex and Tim arrive at the island, and John's grandchildren um, basically join in with the others for a tour around um, the park in their really cool elect- 
electric tour vehicles, which John is, you know, so excited about, about like um, preserving uh, elect- like energy and, and the island and integrity of the island and whatnot. And so they, um, the young boy, Tim, knows Alan. He, he knows who Alan is. He <laughs> is in awe. I think he's even dressed similar to Alan at this yeah. point. <laughs> I, I don't remember if he came dressed like that or if like he changed yeah. his outfit, but yeah, he's adorable. He was so he's a super fan. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the tour group heads off and uh, basically their first stop is the, the Dilophosaurus. Dilophosaurus enclosure, but um, none, none come out from where they are. So the tour continues in their vehicles and they head towards the Tyrannosaurus pen where a goat is put into the pen. uh, But uh, at first we don't see anything. And um, because obviously I'm guessing this is something has already gone wrong in the park at this point because they haven't seen one of the dinosaur breeds a species come out and then the Tyrannosaurus doesn't come out and it's kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Like, yeah, this flags. is, <laughs> yeah, this is also, you know, like another scene to like support Jurassic Park having a lot of horror in it because it starts like so subtly and the tension just continues and continues to rise like throughout this whole scene, um, which is amazing. Yeah. So they eventually come across a sick triceratops and one of the island's veterinarians, Jerry Harding, is looking after it. Ellie decides that she's going to stay behind with Jerry and learn a little bit more about the veterinary care that they provide for the animals. And the rest of the crew head back to the visitor centre. So I really like, I love Ellie's character and how um, empathetic and compassionate she is. And she's also very... um, uh, like strong-willed in the way that she interacts with everybody it must be hard like mm-hmm. they've given her obviously the token female role in this like we have to have a female scientist to make it real so. <laughs> well they picked the best the yeah. best actress for it because yeah she has so much of that passion and the way she acts with you know everyone and the dinosaurs too yeah just shows like how committed she is to this life of hers she she definitely loves it's 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 cool because she's also a botanist and i think that that's just so fascinating definitely uh so shortly after a tropical cyclone hits the island and all of the ingen employees leave except for john robert and Ray Arnold, who is the systems engineer of the island. So during the cyclone, Dennis, who uh, has basically stowed away on the island at this point, <laughs> commences his plan. And Pick um, the wrong day. Yeah. He <laughs> shuts down the park security, except for the raptor fences. He leaves that, uh, that electricity on, which I think is kind of a... It's a good plan. Good, good thinking. Let's keep that. <laughs> let's keep them locked away. <laughs> However, as a result, the Tyrannosaurus is able to break through his deactivated electric fence, and um, we see it eat the sheep, the goat that's been left on its own, um, and it heads out. It heads out to do what it wants, because it's, it's a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is where it attacks um, the kids in the car. I can't really remember this scene. This is when they when it's like the scene with the T Rex, right. isn't it? Right. Um, so it starts um, really dark and rainy, and we have in one car Ian and Sam Neill's character, Alan, <laughs> and Alan. We have Ian and Alan in one car. And then in the other car, we have the two kids and the lawyer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, th- this is where the sound editing and just the scene setting, I just appreciate so much. This, they show you this in film school, <laughs> like oh, really? over and over again, just Amazing. to like 
to show like what a perfect um you know scene is uh that's wants to build tension but um yeah and waiting to see what happens next but yeah the infamous shot where the glass is of water is moving to the steps yes and we see the dinosaur start to break the fence which isn't electrocuting him and then that's when the lawyer runs <laughs> to the bathroom <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Ian's like you gotta go you gotta go (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Um, so this is uh, the scene where Alan which I love this scene watching that um, the flare go up in that because it's so atmospheric with the rain and it's dark and you, Mm -hmm. you feel like it's a genuine cyclone at this point like the way that the clouds still have some light to them and it's not super dark but it's yeah it's just I love that the way that it is set up yeah because like I was saying before like a lot of scenes in Jurassic Park like they give you that wonder and there's a lot of beautiful scenes but from here on out like it's it's dark and rainy yeah (laughs) like the whole time (laughs) (laughs) most of the movie is like you know in this kind of setting yeah um, so Alan tries to lure the T-Rex away, but Ian, who is just getting out of the car, um, like, ends up being chased instead, and he's like, oh, I didn't know, this is not what oh I wanted. Gosh, yeah. And he ends up well, in the restroom with Donald. <laughs> what's funny is that Alan keep saying like stay still so that it doesn't see us but apparently i read that's not a real thing oh <laughs> <laughs> which is now funny rewatching it like realizing that this is like a made-up thing for the movie yeah. i guess because he's saying you um, know it can only sense us if we're moving because it's yeah like its vision is based on movement not on right. anything else and i was like what kind of animal that's not bats that'd be it. bats <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay for movie sake i'm all in yeah, all right tell me anything <laughs> but yeah ian ruins it yeah he was just trying to help though it, but he did his best didn't he <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to feel like a hero i feel like yeah he's like hello what about me um so whilst he's in the toilet hut the t-rex basically tramples it breaking ian's leg and eats donald <laughs> Yeah, and we see it. We see him see get eaten, <laughs> which is terrifying. So <laughs> yeah, like because the stakes are here. There's consequences. So yeah. for every other character, it's just like we got to get out of here. Crap, there's so. a T Rex here now. <laughs> if you were to make a, a your own Jurassic Park, say it's feasible, would you do the dangerous animals or just the cool, fun ones that won't hurt you? Ideally, just get the vegetarians, you know? Yeah, the ones that aren't going to munch on my legs. <laughs> they're, cu- they're cute, they're cuddly, and so that makes more sense. Yeah, I want the weird one, you know, the one that's kind of like an ostrich, but it's not, but it still has feathers and a really weird beak. I want that Oh, one. that one scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so weird looking. I it, is, it is, it is. I just want to see how tall it is. Maybe I'll just Google it. Um... <laughs> So Lex and Alan are basically trying to get the T-Rex away from um, from them and so that they can help Tim because he is in the, the Jeep and it's kind of like teetering over the edge. Right. When both the kids, when both the kids are in the car, it's, you know, also very horrifying because you see blood on them like you don't know like how they're injured and um they're just trying to figure out a way how to get out of it but yeah another funny thing i realized from this rewatch is before we see the t-rex like cross the electrocuted uh fence but then now there's like a cliff (laughs) (laughs) we didn't see that before yeah but yeah, so the cliff is where the car is headed now. Yeah, and it does teeter over the edge. And um, uh, Alan and Lex do... how Because they, they 
it's so weird how they get because they've got to go to into the enclosure and get up the trees and i was like how i'm so confused <laughs> how'd the t-rex get here uh, look it doesn't matter it's a movie it's for kids <laughs> it's for kids um <laughs> So Alan does rescue Tim and um, they get out of the car just before it uh, falls out of the tree. So thank goodness. Yeah, there's a, you know, this whole scene's very action-y. This all leans more into like Jurassic Park being like an action movie. A lot of that, but. Hmm. It's still like your heart is like racing and you're like holding your breath and you're like, come on. Get out of there. <laughs> There's still a lot of tension here, and it's it's all great. And then I've got to remember it's a kid's movie, and there's no way they're just going to kill off kids. They can't do that. They're not allowed. <laughs> it's time. hard because I think it's definitely, like, a you know, it can be a gateway movie for people yeah. into horror. Um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure it's all necessarily, like, advertised for kids. I don't know. How? How do you think they advertised it in like the 90s? Oh, I'm trying to remember because this came out in 93, so I would have been three or four. So I don't really remember. (laughs) I would be interested in... I can ask my partner because he's five or six years older than me. And so he... Oh no, he would have only been like 10. Oh, he won't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I know they did it like... I definitely know they did Happy Meal toys here in Australia. And, like, do you remember how McDonald's does, where it used to do those collector cups? Like, the glass cups that you could collect? Yeah, I think they did that, too. Oh, I need to find those now. (laughs) Yeah, I remember I had one that had, like, oh, no, I had the Godzilla one, you know, at the movies, how they do those really cool cups. And so I had the cup, and it had, like, a Godzilla head, and then the straw went in. It was so cool. It was the coolest cup I owned. Well, I could see them advertising you know, if anything, like a family movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I yeah, people get ride. eaten. Yeah, people get neat. Oh yeah, that's another reason why I picked this movie because um, I love Universal. I yeah, live me 20 too. minutes away. <laughs> and I'm obsessed with the new roller coaster over there, Velocicoaster. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's been one of the LA. best. And I don't think they have the No, they don't have that. They do have, like, a new version of the original ride. And it looks amazing. Yeah, I think they finished that just before I went. So the last time I was at Universal was in 2017. So I think it was either relatively new or they've just updated it. I'm not too sure. It looks crazy. It was so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because my partner, he loves Jurassic Park. And so, like... as soon as we got to Universal, he like beelined for the Jurassic Park ride. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess that's what we're starting the morning off with. Cool. Um, <laughs> so Ellie and Robert arrive at the scene and basically see an absolute bomb site. Basically, the the hut is destroyed, the car's destroyed, and all that. The only person that's left there is Ian. And but. Ellie discovers that there are sets of footprints that uh, shows indicates that um, Alan and the kids were able to get out. So the Tyrannosaurus makes its return. Ian, Robert and Ellie barely manage to escape in the Jeep from the T-Rex's rage. Uh, we go back to Dennis, who is on his own little adventure around the island, unbeknownst to the chaos that is unfolding, I think. He's kind of just like, eh, let's go. We're on our way. And um, he <laughs> crashes his car into an embankment. And while he tries to get out, a, a Dilophosaurus <laughs> spits venom at Dennis. <laughs> His driving is just so chaotic so in this bad. scene. Probably what honestly like the most tension I felt in the movie is his driving. <laughs> like maybe slow down a little. <laughs> like no wonder you crashed. You're not looking. There's a saying in the state down from where I live, like the next state over, and it's wipe off five, stay alive. And I feel like uh, Dennis needed that. <laughs> he just needed to chill out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like you know where you're going, like. <laughs> but yeah, he crashes. 
Um, nice. Yeah, which is odd. I was like, oh, okay, so you, you're just gonna die, right? So yeah, basically that storyline ends <laughs> yeah. with his just, death. Yeah, I think they could have carried that on for a while, like as maybe even comedic relief throughout the film, because Dennis, like you said, is really chaotic. And so when you watch him, yeah. you can't help but laugh at how insane he is. But Yeah, um... he just, like, was not... I feel like the... who I forget who, like, approached him to, like, get all the the dino uh, uh, someone... samples. But... Yeah, yeah, like a co-conspirator kind of thing. But maybe they should have approached Samuel L. Jackson or something. <laughs> he might have done this yeah. a lot better. <laughs> he would have done it heaps better. Yeah. Way, way, way better. But, um... So the canister that Dennis had been carrying the embryos around in is also lost after his um, car accident. <laughs> I love that the dinosaur is still like trying to get him and spitting at him. <laughs> it's just such a chaotic scene. <laughs> Which I also think this this dinosaur we see kill him is like a fictional. I think I feel Version? like it might be. Yeah. To get that look that they wanted, yeah. I think. But it's cool, it's scary. It's and I like that it's so like average height as well. <laughs> like Right. Oh, not, the way it sneaks up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the same height, looks him in the eyes. Oh, I I would love dinosaurs to be real. That'd be so cool. The animatronic ones are fine. <laughs> no one <laughs> please nobody go and do this. Um yeah. So, uh, Alan, Tim, and Lex are spending their night basically stuck in a tree. And when they wake in the morning, they're hiking to get back to the visitor center, discovering hatched eggs, which means that the dinosaurs are breeding. Not a great idea. But Alan actually provides some really interesting information where he talks about how uh, one particular breed of frogs, um, uh, they change their uh, sex if there there's too many of one sex in any single environment. And I thought there's quite a lot of different animals that do this as well. You've got snails that do it. Um, there's certain breeds of, of spider and frogs that do it. A lot of like insecty, like amphibian animals that do that. And I was like, he could have literally talked about how they're hermaphrodites, like starfish and... <laughs> Like, there's a word for it? <laughs> right. You're a scientist, Alan. Come on. Well, and yeah, he, life finds a way. Yeah, life finds a way. Terrifying. And right after this, we get the sexy injured shot of Jeff Goldblum's character. <laughs> um, that's my one thing I'm always, like, sad about, like, He's the character that got injured and was out the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> the whole rest of the movie. He didn't get any other action scenes here. Oh, devastating. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ray. Who, who's, who plays Ray? Is that Samuel L. Jackson's character? I don't know. What have we got? Yeah, that's Samuel L. Jackson's character, Ray. And oh, Ray Arnold, I think. Yes, yeah. And he is hacking Dennis's computer so that the power can be turned back on, like a fail-safe system. So he decides he's going to do a whole system reset. And basically, uh, the circuit breakers need to be manually reset from their, like, utility shed. Uh, which I don't understand why they don't have that all in the one building. Why wouldn't you just have yeah. it in one place? Come on. I think also, just, like, they don't seem to know like what they're doing because um <laughs> it's never happened before <laughs> but because uh Nedry just seemed to be the keeper of All everything of technical <laughs> <laughs> they're just like shit really they just they talk a lot about how like they don't have Nedry they can they don't know how to use the system and just things like that I was like do you think someone else should have known like someone should know how to do this <laughs> Someone Why isn't for there the training thing? days? What are you doing? <laughs> we need HR up in yeah. Jurassic Park here for sure. Who is the HR? To- what is going on? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so when he he's you know he's out, uh, he's 
let them know that he's going out and he's going to reset everything manually. Um, when he doesn't go- come back, Ellie and Robert decide that they're going to follow and see where he is, but they discover that the raptors have escaped because the shutdown that Ray had to do has cut off any power to any uh, like um, enclosures that were still electrified, aka the raptors, <laughs> which was the only mm-hmm. one that wasn't... Um, yeah, set free in that circumstance. Which I don't understand why. Why? 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 Why have velociraptors? Why do that? <laughs> that seems silly to me. <laughs> so, um, the raptors are kind of like running havoc everywhere. And um, Robert realizes, kind of like can tell that they're close by because he's the um, he's the one who looks after the raptors, isn't he? So right. he knows them a lot better and their behavior and whatnot. So he tells Ellie to go to the utility shed and turn the power back on and Robert goes off on a little journey to hunt down the raptors and I don't know what his plan is with I the raptors. I think he's just, he's just trying to save Ellie probably he's just trying to be the hero here do the right thing probably should all just go back to the visitor center in my opinion (laughs) but you know don't don't be too safe now um so Ellie gets to the utility shed and manages to turn back the power uh while this is happening Tim is climbing a perimeter fence and is electrocuted and rendered unconscious which I mean, like, okay, so if they are, uh, you know, like, using electricity to keep these dinosaurs in, how much would that have, like, really hurt him? You're right. Yeah. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) He flies. Oh, yeah. Because I was thinking, I was like, how much electricity, like, how much of an electric shock would they need just to keep a T-Rex within, like, an enclosure? Right. Yeah. Well, he survives it somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ellie is chased by a raptor that was hiding in the maintenance shed, well, the utility shed, um, after yeah, she's discovered a- Ray's arm <laughs> just yeah, hanging out the- in there. <laughs> great jump scares. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. The, the raptor scenes were the ones that definitely terrified me as a kid. For sure. Yeah, we see Arnold's arm, which I read that Samuel L. Jackson was actually supposed to have a whole action scene. Because, oh. you know, that's this is an off-screen death for Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. But apparently um, in Hawaii, the weather like was, ruined a whole set that they were going to use. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a hurricane. Oh, that's horrible. Damn. But yeah, that never got filmed. Yeah. Hence the off off scene death. <laughs> it would have been really awesome to see more of Samuel L. Jackson in that as like his specific character rather than him right. like, just hanging out kind of thing. Excuse me. Um so Ellie makes a run for it and she runs into Alan and they go back with Ian and John and they're um hanging out in a bunker that is on the island. So this scene I think is frigging brilliant. So this is a scene where the raptors have actually set up a trap for Robert. So they're waiting for him. They're like, okay, cool. Let's let's go. Let's let's wait for him. They're like so smart. And mm-hmm. the thing is that they had actually described this particular type of behavior at the start of the film when they were introducing us to the velociraptors that they're, you know, quite intelligent that they can work together for hunting and whatnot and it was just I just love this scene. Um, yeah, so, this is where we get the infamous clever girl yeah, line. Absolutely. It's so good. Uh, so we see the rustling of uh, some bushes, which are directly in front of Robert. And right before he is able to shoot uh, the raptor, one, the very large, the big one, <laughs> it emerges from a bush next to uh robert so they've yeah they've kind of like done a what is it like a bait and switch kind of move on him right 
And that is where uh, we hear, yes, the famous words, clever girl, before the velociraptor leaps onto Robert and eats him. Terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) I love this scene. It's just so cool. Uh, I think a lot of the the scary scenes, especially the velociraptor scenes, are terrifying for me. (laughs) Yeah. They're just so unpredictable. I think they're good fun as well. I just I don't know. Jurassic Park, like you said, is just full of wonder and I think a lot of people do forget that dinosaurs were very animalistic and instinctual and the fact that they do show that in Jurassic Park is is really awesome. It's yeah. good fun. I like I like oh, all I love I like dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this can also be a monster movie and in times it feels like during these scenes, it kind of feels like a slasher movie almost. Because <laughs> <them. laughs> each kill is really unique. Yeah. You know, there's not one kill that's like the same as the other in Jurassic Park. Yeah, true. And I think that that just goes to show that Spielberg and the, the researchers would have done on the different dinosaurs that were killing people, except for obviously the made up one that spits venom. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that they've definitely uh, researched like the ways that they think they would have hunted or the way they would have eaten or the way they would have, um, you know, killed prey and people and whatnot. So, yeah, I think it's really interesting. I wonder if they did consult like paleontologists for this. Oh, I don't know. That'd be really interesting. They should. They should have. They're smart enough. Spielberg's pretty smart. Um, (laughs) So Lex and Tim also manage to escape uh, their encounter with the big one and the fellow raptors in the kitchen. I really like the this scene, scene as well. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic I, scene. Yeah, I love that um, they think they're safe in the kitchen and then come across like the triangular formation that the raptors do, which um, I think became really popular throughout every single Jurassic Park movie where there's a velociraptor. Mm. Right. Yeah, we also get, you know, another shot uh, showing that danger's coming. When I, I just like this whole feast that the kids are having before. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so yeah. many colorful foods that just look like they would be so bad for oh, you. Yeah. It like, just looks amazing, though. Out. Yeah. And Lex, <laughs> <laughs> and Lex is eating this, like, bright green jello that starts to shake. And, yeah. Um, I love that scene because it's so something I would do as well. (laughs) (laughs) And then the kitchen scene. (laughs) And then the kitchen scene happens. um, And then we're being told by, I think that like while the scene's happening, um, Grant and Ellie are in the control room and they're like, oh, there's two more raptors left (laughs) because the rest were um, caged. Oh, yeah. But, um, Terrifying. But yeah, and then they're realizing that they've learned how to open doors. Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I love that because I was like, my dog used to open doors. <laughs> not like the, not my round door handles, but like the front door, he could like open the, yeah. Dogs yeah, so I think that's, I think that's the handles the raptors were yeah. able to open too. But yeah, I the raptors are definitely the most fun in Jurassic Park because you yeah. get to really actively see them like figure out how to s- problem solve and <laughs> we see a lot of that in the kitchen scene. Yeah, I like that they lock um they lock one of them in the freezer and then manage to knock the big one unconscious so that they can get away. <laughs> like it's a yeah. very kid scene, like it's just very um very childlike in their problem solving skills as well yeah because you know they don't know what they're doing oh no no way they do pretty good (laughs) yeah so they all make their way to the computer room because um yeah they've discovered that there's also a way for them to get out so for them to be able to leave leave the island and get away from the (laughs) the you know raptors that are out on the on the on the lamb and the T-Rex, that's just doing whatever it wants at the moment. 
So the big one is no long, longer unconscious and it's trying to open the door into the computer room. So Yeah. Oh, this scene this scene bothers me a little. Okay. Um because we have the adults, you know, trying to cl- close the door <laughs> and the dinos on the other side. And then, you know, Lex is using her hacking skills <laughs> to figure I love that the though. computers so cool. out. And then we have Tim next to her, just like, come on, you got this, when... It's such a naughty scene. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe Tim could have helped in another way, I don't know. Yeah, like, not be weird like that. Get it's the just, gun, yeah, something. Maybe help close the door? I don't know. Yeah. Like, use your strength, too? I don't, I don't know. They're but yeah. mucking around. But I do like how 90s this is, with, like, the like the computer and all yeah the this weird <laughs> this weird computer system here <laughs> oh gosh it's so funny but also so excellent because lex is so badass in it she's like ah oh, let me at this i know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah so um she actually manages to restore all the power and the electromagnetic locks to the computer room work again and they're able to keep the big one, the Velociraptor, from getting in and devouring all of them as well. So John is also able to request a helicopter to come and pick up the survivors of the island. The, who Who's died so far? We've got Ray who's died, Dennis, uh, the lawyer. That's it. They're, they're the ones that have died, haven't they? Yeah. I yes. So. Yeah. And, and then whoever Nedry, else. But- yeah, whoever else was left on the island. <laughs> so while even though the door is secured, the Velociraptor is able to break through the glass window because Grant has shot the glass and created like a weakness in the glass. So, you know, it's not so strong anymore. And I love this because they all climb, like, climb up into the ceiling crawl space. And I'm like, <laughs> I just, I'd let the Velociraptor eat me. <laughs> yeah, it, it starts to get chaotic again because they're trying to run through rooms. They go into the vents and <laughs> Lex falls out of it. One of them catches her arm. Um, yeah, that scared and, me. Yeah, and then I think one of the raptors like gets in there with them yeah and then they jump onto the the t-rex display that just (laughs) falls apart (laughs) they're just holding on for dear life all of them and it's insane what i do love is that so while they're trying to get in like through find their escape route out um that the t-rex just rocks up and kills the other raptors that are just hanging out yeah (laughs) another funny scene where it's like did y'all not see the see the t-rex right there the skeleton (laughs) that saved us falling out and then the real one but yeah just hungry i guess i'm assuming t-rexes probably ate a lot of food on the island yeah yeah well they took that as an opportunity to get out we're out of here. Um, <laughs> they get into the Jeep. The T-Rex is just doing whatever it wants to do. It hasn't noticed that they're on their way out. Uh, <clears throat> and they're heading in the Jeep towards the like helicopter landing strip. And Alan decides he's not going to endorse the park. <laughs> and it's a bad idea. And John agrees, which I think is, um, yeah, that's a pretty safe option, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, they fly away with um, yeah. while Alan watches a flock of pelicans flying past, and the basically the dinosaurs uh, who've all escaped out on the like the giant field that's there just doing dinosaur things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the whole arc of Alan not liking kids is all wrapped up with yeah. sleeping. With the two. He loves kids. <laughs> he was lying. <laughs> He's a changed man now. <laughs> He's got, he got a nice little story development arc, didn't he? Yeah. Because <laughs> in, um, in part two, that's when they take T-Rex to New York, isn't it? Is so I know Spielberg 
does the next one. Yeah. Uh, which is only has um, Ian in it. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. And then the third one brings Alan back. Um, which yeah. I feel like I haven't seen them in a really long time. Yeah. But I do think I remember like Spielberg leans even more into horror with the second one. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd have to rewatch. Yeah, I think it's been a really long time since I've watched those. I do like the the new movies, just because they're fun. I'm not in love yeah, with them. It's, I don't think they're right. fantastic, but they're, they're fun movies to watch. They're fine. Yeah, they could be better in yeah. a lot of ways, but, they you know, it's the dinosaurs have... that bring me there. Yeah, so. exactly. They could also not have Chris Pratt, but, you know. <laughs> yes, fully agree. <laughs> we can't always get what we want. <laughs> <laughs> It's the dinosaurs that we love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, love I feel like movies. yes, uh, but I feel like the the second one of the new trilogy also kind of just started to lean into the more horror elements. I don't think the first one did. No. And so yeah, we'll see what the last one does. Yeah, um, that's Extinction, isn't it? I think it's coming out. Yeah. July this June, year. June, July. Yeah. I'm interested. I'll I'll see how it goes. If I get like a, um, depends who's releasing it because sometimes I get an invitation to like media screenings. So oh, I'll cool. see if it, look, if I get a screening, I'll go and check it out. Yeah. If I don't, well, I'm excited I to. S- <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can admit that. <laughs> I probably will just wait until it comes out, and you know, I can rent it. That's an option. Yeah, now. exactly. Well, I but just yeah, saw I'm- that um X was screening on Thursday via A24's screening room that they do. And because I'm in Australia, I don't get access. And so I tried to use my VPN and it still was like, you're using a VPN. And I'm like, no, let me watch it. (laughs) You jerks. (laughs) But the trio that's coming back is what's bringing me to the new movie. Um, I'm excited to see them and we'll see. We'll see what they'll do. Yeah. I'm I'm really hoping because you know Sam Neill's fantastic, Laura Dern's fantastic, Jeff Goldblum is fantastic. So at least those parts will be nice and nostalgic. Yeah. So that. that is Jurassic Park, 1993. How amazing! I'm gonna watch that with my nieces again. <laughs> but I think the new ones are a little bit too much for them, like a little bit too scary sure. for them at the moment. So. I say that after like a couple of weeks ago we watched Slumber Party Massacre, but <laughs> I really liked that. So whatever. <laughs> so what's the last horror movie that you watched? Yesterday I saw American Psycho for the first time. Oh wow! Since it think? turned, yeah, because since it turned twenty-two, yeah. I was like, "This is my time." Um, I loved it. <laughs> nice. It's that perfect blend. I don't even know what exactly to call it, but like. My ideal, like, horror blend is, like, you know, horror comedy satire, things like Fresh recently. I really loved um, this Christmas horror movie, uh, Better Watch Out. Um, Movies like that. Kind of like the dark comedy with horror, I guess. Yeah. I really love. So I felt like American Psycho was like that a lot. Yeah, I love that movie. I watched it. It like I think I watched it for the first time when I was like maybe 18 or 19 even though it had been out for quite some time but I'd read the book like way before I'd read like watched the movie I just hadn't gotten around to to watching it and the book is really brutal so I was like whoa I don't think I want to watch the movie but then when I did I was like oh okay that's not too bad it's a lot it's it's a lot less than the movie (laughs) it's it's got some light-hearted feels to it sometimes yeah yeah. Maybe that's just me. But it's really um, intelligently funny. Yeah, exactly. The uh business card scene <laughs> is insane. I was laughing so hard. And it's kind of funny because men still behave that way. <laughs> and you like you sit and you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why why are you having this conversation? This is weird. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what I watched yes. I watched something yesterday, but I can't remember what. Um I didn't watch a horror movie. I was on a podcast last night talking about me, myself, and Irene. So that's what oh. I watched yesterday. <laughs> and before that, I watched a, because Grimfest 
which this all this episode will come out a bit later. Grimfest, Hall- like Easter, is the sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth of this month. And so I've been watching like some of their screeners to review, and I watched A Pure Place, which is a Greek film, but they speak German, but it's on an island in Greece. It's re- it's really it was really fascinating, just um very important commentary on like classism and yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was nice. Uh, yeah, definitely like made me squirm like ugh, yuck <laughs> but i did it it was really cool and that's what cool. i've been watching and today i don't i i don't know what i'm gonna watch today i want to really oh. hire um everything everywhere all at once so i'm gonna see if i can rent that somewhere here oh yes i saw that um but i'll probably tonight uh the night house that came oh, out yeah. last year came out on hbo max so no, maybe I'll try that one. I've I have it. Some cool things. Um, yeah, I have it on Blu-ray, and I want to watch it with a commentary. So I've been meaning oh. to do that, and um, I just got really lazy. So <laughs> <laughs> that's me, classic me. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me for this episode. It's been a pleasure to finally get to record this with you. Well, I, yeah, I really appreciate you know you letting me be a guest and get to geek about <laughs> Jurassic Park. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, where can listeners find you if you if you want to be found? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. It's Jamie K Arena, J A M I E K A R E N A. Yeah, go ahead. I'm I'm getting into the this world. Yeah, trying to meet more people in the horror community. So absolutely. Well, uh, we love having you here. So thanks for trusting us. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and thank you listeners if you enjoyed the podcast please remember to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts to catch the latest from me you can find me on twitter at catstead underscore or on instagram at hear our screen cat to see all the latest from the podcast please follow the show on twitter via tgif podcast you've been listening to tgif see you next friday <laughs>